0: Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Vital Learning. I am Martin Røvik as always, and I'm here as always with my good friend and super duper extra something something friend and colleague Lars. We are, um, we are. if you don't understand what I'm talking about, go back to, I think this is episode 100. You will understand why I'm doing this silly thing, but privit Lars.
1: David, Morton. Good to see you as always and good to be with our listeners out there. I won't even try to replicate how you uh, <laughs> how you created me. Instead, I will remind everyone with the purpose of this podcast, which is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers. So, we hope that today's episode supports you in that. If you're new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to the audio versions of episodes 1 through 6 to get an introduction to the basics of GTD, the five steps. Today's episode number is number 106. And the topic of today is another listener questions episode. Listener questions number 15, I think.
0: It is. And I think we have three questions, but before that. Little, we have three uh, questions but um, something you would like to mention I think <laughs> yeah.
1: well now, now you teased it so it sounds like more than what it really is but I wanted to give a brief update on the on the GCD summer camp this year June 15 to 16 in Denmark um, we had a meeting last night where we sort of outlined the program and what we expect for, for this year's summer camp um, so if you were curious about what we had planned um, we had this tentative schedule that I hope will will pan out. Um, The topic this year is getting things done together, which of course lines up very well with the team book coming out now in the first half of of 2024. Um, So we'll talk certainly about that uh, techniques and how we can hopefully implement some of those uh, techniques that Ed and David are covering in that upcoming book. We hope that they will both join us virtually as well. And we'll have some some sessions uh, with them we are looking at a really cool presentation. Uh, presentation from uh, with uh, Thais Godinho from Brazil, uh, called uh, "Compassionate Productivity: Achieving Tasks Together with Balance and Empathy." How how cool is that? That that sounds really cool. At least I'm really <laughs> I'm really looking forward to to that one as well. And um, yeah, of course, plenty of room to socialize. There'll be the walk-in talks with other, uh, others from, from around the world, GTDs from around the world. There'll be the systems uh, talks and, and sharing your systems uh, if you want to, um, and, and, and focusing specifically, so how do you collaborate with others with your GTD system? So maintaining the focus on, on getting things done together. So um, a lot of cool things uh, are hopefully happening. I think it will be the, the coolest summer camp ever. So gtdsummercamp.com to learn more. Mm. Oh, yeah, and it's cheap, too, by the way, yeah. uh, or at least <laughs> I, just, affordable. I heard, just heard from someone uh, who found their way to the summer campsite from uh, the GTD Connect forums who mm. actually commented on how good uh, value for money it is. So obviously, you have to mm. travel to Denmark, but I think the value that you would get from a weekend like that as a, a GTD or even, you know, seasoned or new to GTD, um, I'm sure we'll outweigh out with that.
0: Uh, indeed, and it is, um, we are doing this for there's a non-profit we don't have a you know everything we we um, or the gtd community VLRs in Denmark are getting from this is going back to the community In um mm. you you are getting exactly what you're paying for and we don't make money we travel on our, on our own companies dime to do this and uh we, we donate our time to hang out with you guys and and uh, and be with you and uh, help you become better gtders so if you want to come, I would be very happy to have you. And if you are scared of doing that, uh, traveling alone, that just get to Copenhagen, and we will help you figure out all the rest. That's not a problem. So Rookie dokie. Listener questions. Question number one
1: from Jimmy who commented on my YouTube channel um sometime last year he said long time postca- podcast listener here from the UK love the show and your english is perfect with some <laughs> clapping hands emojis <laughs> thank you so much Jimmy um i was torn on which channel to post on so lucky you so as uh, those of you have been watching or listening for some time, both mm-hmm. Mott and I will post these uh, episodes on our, our channels. Um, so there's a, an opportunity to comment or, or view these uh, that's why or subscribe to both, uh, whatever you pre- prefer. Mm. Anyway, he says, I have read GTD and listened to every episode of the podcast, but here's my sticking point. Maybe a question for the podcast. When it comes to GTD and emails in parentheses outlook, I never see the emails go down. Say I get an email, which will take longer than two minutes, and I will flag it to action tomorrow at, say, 10 AM. This handy flag will now automatically show up in To Do, which is great to manage my tasks. Where should I move my email to? I do have an action folder in Outlook, which is where it would generally go. Trouble is, I will be reminded about the task tomorrow in To Do, mark it as complete in To Do, but then go, and then I have to archive the email out of the action, which never happens. So I end up with a load of emails that need my brain thinking again. Then he clarifies, I'm on the road 70% of the time. So to do is ideal to keep track of key tasks, but I always feel I'm doubling up on my emails. iPhone user and Windows laptop are my tools. Any tips on this topic would be great. Many thanks, Jimmy. P.S. Apologies to Morton. I will drop him a comment next time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jimmy. I'm looking forward to that. So no, but to, to uh, when, when you read that question, I, I, I wanted to make, you know, they're all, maybe you did that in school, like, I know this answer, I know this answer. But <laughs> 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 it's always good if you know the answer to a question, but the the ideas, uh, he, he don't tell us exactly his setup. Um, uh, you know, if, he, if he's using this by um, on his, um, uh, Outlook in, in the desktop or on online, but the, the idea is that you can do both. Uh, it will make exactly the same is that you archive the email and then flag it. Or you archive the email and drag and drop it in, in, the, in the web versions of Outlook to, to uh, the My Day sidebar to make uh, create a task. And then it's already archived and then you don't have to do something about it later. Problem fixed. <laughs> Anything to add, Lars? That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Fast.
1: No, but I think what, what's what's really happening is that he is, is, I'm wondering if he flags all emails or if he's using the action folder uh, as, as his place for, for storing emails that he still needs to do something about that takes longer than two minutes. Um, because it sounds to me like he's flagging all of them. Um, he's attaching a specific time, which we might considered, you know, for some emails that might be be the right thing to do but for something that can can easily overwhelm your system and, and give you that sea of red with all of mm. the emails be, being overdue. But it sounds more like he's using the action folders as what we would actually call the action support folder, meaning that he would track his next action somewhere, still being that email that was flagged and then dragging it to the action support folder. Um mm. and what because what he describes was always the challenge, right, that you would some people in the, let's say in the olden days, some people still do this. Uh, they would uh, you know, an email comes in, takes longer than two minutes to respond, go over to their next actions list, write down review PDF and respond to uh, to Jens, um, hmm. put that on their next actions list. I need that email because it has the PDF, so I'll put it in the action support folder. Um, so when I wanted to complete that next action, I could then go in and find that in the support folder. Um so that was a, a you know a, a good approach with the the tools available at the at the time but the problem always was at least for the people that I worked with that cleaning out that support folder um I had a <clears throat> coaching client must be about 2 years ago now I think in uh, next month where we set this up this was the best approach for her and we didn't have the opportunity to to integrate uh, as we as we can in many cases today on Outlook um, so she would set up that the support folder. She would have her next actions list, and then when we spoke two months after the the coaching, um, she had I think 127 emails in that action mm. support folder. Mm. Um, so when we looked through them, um, they were all responded to. They were all done. Yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. nothing more for her there. She just completely mm. forgot to clean it out. Um, yeah. So she so that that often happens.
0: Productivity pornography for herself.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so so but 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 you already described the solution right um flag it and archive you know get get rid of it Uh, don't leave it in there either use the action folder as the place to store it and work from or archive it and and flag it like you said
0: yeah and and I, i i I reread his his uh, question again and I am um, um, I'm thinking that when he says this it take long uh, well the e- num- the emails go down I think he's asking the number of email doesn't go down which means that you know his in in uh, inboxes is growing so to to archive it before would help with that and then uh, you create a flag and and he says action tomorrow at say 10 p.m what i'm you know we are telling you very clearly that is if that is the absolutely most important thing you need to get before 10 and uh, after 10 a.m tomorrow okay and then then flag it and put a due date but if not um uh, maybe something changed until tomorrow maybe something more important came up and then you need to move your flag and your reminder maybe you are in a meeting at 10 o'clock uh tomorrow and then suddenly something happened and bing this re- reminder comes up and bugs you so yeah. reminders are good for those things that you cannot that you really need to get a reminder off but if not don't
1: uh, yeah it will uh, yeah, exactly. And that can sometimes be a symptom of you know too many things going on or lists are too long. So we'll put mm. we'll put reminders on some of the items to sort yeah. of make them stand out because I really need to remember this one, right? Mm. So mm. it can can you know not not necessarily, but but sometimes that can be a, a symptom as well of something something behind yeah. that. There there's more to to fix. Exactly.
0: So and uh, yeah, the action folder I think it is or, or action support folder or yeah. If he has an action folder, then the email in itself should be the reminder of the action, but yeah. then he hasn't clarified it. It's just a, and that's not the best best way to do it. I think you need to clarify and, and organize your emails. And uh, in, in this manner, it could be then just archive and then uh, clarify and organizing to do. And do not skip that because if you do not clarify the email after so that you know exactly what you need to do with it, uh, it's going to be further for procrastination. So best practice, yeah. go in and clean up your, your, um, your, um, your flagged emails and create good next actions for yourself so that you can, your brain can let go of this and don't have to then rethink what was this again, uh, next yeah. time you see it. So
1: I don't know if yeah. that helps, And just to Jim. clarify on, on that one. Um... No, perhaps uh, there are a lot of different versions out there of Outlook. It seems, um, and mm. some IT departments are quicker to pick up newer versions than that others, and it really depends also mm. on the organization and security and and yeah, lot, lots of factors in there. But but um, would certainly recommend to keep an eye out for what you describe with the ability to mm. to drag that new email to the to the to do app instead, uh, as opposed to to flagging it. Because, yeah. like you said, if you only flag it, then you have to rethink it uh, again. Have mm get that that brain working Um, if you could drag Mm. it to your to-do list and actually uh, write down what the next action is then you have completed your thinking you don't have to rethink it and that really certainly helps
0: Mm -hmm. some people um, uh, definitely for me it's the best way is that when you read an email uh, ask yourself what is this what do I need to do about this is if anything um, you know um, and what's my next action and then create that reminder in the moment just if you read something and that works best for me and then park that reminder on an extraction list um, the, some people prefer something i don't think is ideal um, but okay uh, if you enjoy this kind of paint do please do <laughs> uh, is is that they they, uh, they have capture in two phases like uh, they capture emails that arrive in their inbox that's They don't control that, people send them an email, so it's capture one. And then capture number two is to decide that this email, I need to do something about So I then capture it into my to-do, and then later I will organize and, um, um, sorry, clarify and organize them into my system. And um, yeah. I prefer doing it one step instead of you know because they will be ding 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 these I need to do something about and then go back and then clarify them it's it's okay but if you don't clarify them in the moment they're just after you decided which one you need to do something about uh, and somebody um, yeah if somebody distracts you or you distract you or there's a meeting you can't finish then it's a tendency I see with my coaching clients that it hangs in their system I don't know. Have you seen that, Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I certainly seen variants of that, and it can mm. can really be a challenge, and often you know adds ads work, but it's it's it can be tricky. I mean, there's there's some people that I've come across in on, you know, also in seminars where they have you know such a high volume of email that to get them started with GCD, the action approach was the only sort of for them realistic solutions right there might be some you know other discussions that would uh, would need to take place in order to adjust the amount of emails coming in and see if we could actually change something about that mm. but um but but yeah for some people i just worked with a coaching client this month who actually the starting point for us was the uh, the action folder because he had you know a very um much of his work was very uh, paper-based, so there was mm. a lot of piles that we focused our time on because that was really the mm. the key thing that was distracting him. Uh, so f- to get us started with with email, we would we would start up with the the flag or action uh, folder support instead. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. I hope that we've have um, answered your your question. It's been a long-winded answer, or maybe too too, too <laughs> much nuance for you. But uh, archive then flag and then clarify into your system into do after that. That probably would be the the fastest and the short version of this long-winded answer from Lars and I. So, and Jimmy, please, next time, don't forget my channel, okay? <laughs> Question
1: number the next, two. Next <laughs> Question number two says, Dear Lars, Dear Morten, First, I want to thank you again for the great work explaining and promoting GCD and putting up great efforts on answering questions and adding new input to the topic. It is a great journey so far with the nearly first 100 episodes and I'm really looking forward to the following 100. Your podcast has really helped me a lot with setting up my system and keeping it running. Besides that, there is a question on my side I would be interested in your thoughts on. We all know the story that most people interested in GTD are already very organized people. For me, that is an obvious fact, since at first glance, it is an attractive system to organize better and easier for people already into organizing and strategizing by their personality. But most of the time, less organized personalities would really benefit from GTD, but may be hardly attracted by the same story an organized person is. Do you have any experience that you could, you know, um, how to tweak the approach to make GTD more appealing for other personality types and easier to get into? Again, thank you very much for your great work and the always open ear for the community. Best regards from Germany, from Hauke. Yes, thank
0: you, Hauke. And uh, how would you attack this, (laughs)
1: Lars? Well, First, you know, I would probably agree that that in in general, most um, the most organized individuals have an easier. Uh, it's easier for them to see, obviously, how GTD would would help. Them. They always they already have a list and found that, hey, There's a there's a better way to to do this. Um, but you know, the the value if we if we start to look at that, uh, the value is not in organizing. The value is in what it helps you, which is also what how how can hints at. so. He, he references other types of people, more creative people for a spouse. Maybe I don't know. I'm just reading between the lines a good friend. Um, mm. But 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 perhaps not limiting ourselves to specific types of people and um, maybe take a step back and ask, so why? Why do you actually use TTD? Why, why would you use it? What what value would it bring you? And if it's more of an empty head situation, for example, that's not necessarily an organized person, perhaps even more attractive to more more creative people than than the already structured ones. Um, could be more present, um less stressed. Um, mm. working on the right things, more productive, that might lean more to to the already organized people, but but really it, it, you know for me, the question really comes back to what is the value that you're trying to get out of GCD? Hmm. I don't know what would you say about No,
0: you know, we've been talking about this for a long time and with a lot of different people, um, you know, who are attracted to DTD. And I would say that there are um, a lot of personality types that are attracted to it, but from different reasons. So, but I think that the one uh, common reason that you should be at all interested in getting things done, it gives you freedom freedom to focus on what you think is the most important thing to do right now without distraction, without, uh, you know, bad conscience for something you are not doing exactly right now. And uh, for those, um, you know, we have um, a lot of very uh, creative types in our um, both the trainers, like we have uh, Defset in in Norway and Germany, he's, uh, you know, He, his nickname from from his friend and neighbor was Chaos Carl, because he was not at all organized. But when he uh, learned uh, getting things done and and got it under control and everything, suddenly he's a lot of more freedom, and the uh, hmm. freedom to be freedom. creative, freedom to be problem solving in the moment, freedom to, freedom to just be in just be in the moment whatever you are doing in that moment. If it is, as David would say, if you want to take a nap, it's great because there's nothing pulling on you so you can fall asleep faster. Or if you're focusing on creating a um, a piece of music or something other, um, other creative outlets, it it helps you to be in that moment without, oh, I should have filed my taxes. I forgot this year as well. And what am I going to do? And then suddenly your brain is inside that mood. Mm Uh, more than the creative mood so freedom for freedom to focus the the tagline for GTD is freedom focused GTD so it's kind of like it yes (laughs) that's what it is Um, so if you would like to have more freedom to focus on what you think is the most important things and getting things done can help you and of course you get a lot of you know the freedom of you know the the calm of the brain not much uh, going on uh, there except being in the moment. And uh, the second is the more overview and control of everything you need to get done, Um, whether you like it or not, there are things you need to get done. So that is the two Mm. things I would focus on in addition to the freedom to focus on whatever you want to focus on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's also, you know, part of this also comes back to the challenging communicating GTD and the value for, mm. for others. And it's you know hard to take that kind of <laughs> I'll show you my list and then I'll say, what do you want out of life, right? It's, it's a pretty big step, a pretty big yeah. leap. Mm. Um, but but I think many GTDers, at least many that I know, I remember this for myself as well, learning GTD, wow, this really helped me. Let me show my colleague and I showed my lists. And, oh, and i say this to all the, the you know the trainers that we train and i think you probably did to me back in the day martin and, yeah. and to other trainers in the knowledge right yeah you got to step out of your you know your system and your way of implementing yeah. gtd and talk about the process and the way of you know what what are the five steps actually do and it mm-hmm. really can be a challenge because it's 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 very abstract when you try to communicate mm-hmm. and so much easier to show you hey this this is the list this is what it looks like um, but that sort of, yeah, it, it really appeals much more, like he says, to the organized people already, when you show them some lists that are even better than theirs and that's easy to to pick up, but really it's a, it's a process and it can be a challenge to, to communicate.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that, um, emotionally there is there, you know, I am, I'm trying to, I have a little list, I want to, sh- um, just read that list quickly to our, uh, uh Listeners, Um, let's see if we can find this quickly. Okay, so I'm going to do this on top of my head. Um, Are you finding yourself being stressed every now and then? Do you forget things every now and then, even important things? Do you feel overwhelmed at some point? Are you a time optimist? are you saying yes too often and do you like lists if you can tick up one of these you would benefit from getting things done so uh, like. and, and that's that's about it i I'm, I'm saying this if you think that one of these are in, you know would enhance your life like you your stress level go down you will forget less more overview more control uh, more done at the right time and a realistic uh, time, um, um, you know, time estimate, and, and you are you can say no with a straight face, saying no, I can't do that because. Um, and that would, if you think that would is that is helpful, go for it. So yeah,
1: yeah. So it really, you know, to sum it up, it really comes back to communicating the value of TTD to what actually would. Yeah. give value to the other person. And so, as Lars says, says don't, show
0: them, don't show them your lists, <laughs> no matter <laughs> what
1: you do. <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, past new GTDers, they have they have the best list, right? They are yeah. so excited about it. I remember I was like, this helped yeah. me with this and this and this, and yeah, yeah no, no it's gotta be uh,
0: the process. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works. It is, it is, it is
1: always, so. Question um, number three. This is from Joost. He says, hi Morten. Hi Lars. Maybe an idea for a future podcast episode, navigating a midlife crisis slash existential crisis with GCD. This of course includes keeping some sort of life running while you find out what's important to you and try to figure out what is you actually think you want from life and work. Thanks from Joost. Nice and easy question, Martin. I'll let you uh, take the <laughs> take the first step at this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, um, uh, you're closer to a midlife crisis than I am. <laughs> I just mm. want to, uh... <laughs> so, but if I'm going to reminisce about how it was when I was in my midlife crisis, well, I don't think I actually had a midlife crisis. But uh, I was learning getting things done in that uh, that period of time, so I can um lend uh, you know my my two cents into this uh conversation um no i'm th- i'm as i remember it back then it, w- what was really beneficial for me was to get things under control and uh you know and, but of course when you get something under control you tend to say, we i can do more and then suddenly you do too much and then suddenly you get your success in business and then suddenly you have too too much so so um, what I would recommend anyone in that uh, time where you are in the middle of what am I going to do with my life? I'm all getting old. I need to buy a Harley Davidson, which I did <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I'm not kidding, uh, then, then maybe then what you need to do in that process I, or I suggest you do is to do, is, um, map your horizons of focus. So uh, the horizons of focus model with the um, purpose, values and principles on top and then a vision for how does it look when I live my purpose, values and principles. And then what's my long term goals, 20 to, to, sorry, 12 to 24 months from now and then my areas of responsibility and accountability and then my project and then my next actions and calendar. That's the, the model from top to bottom. And so so to know in that time of life, what is important to me? Why am I here on this planet? And how does it look when I live that life? That's going to help you to navigate through, through, through that period more gracefully, I think. And I, and I, I think it helped me to become more aware of who I am and what I want out of life. How about you, Lars?
1: Well I wouldn't know because there are so many years since that happened to me. <laughs> no. I had a BMW until 3 months ago. So I uh, that that's my best example of of uh, of any sort of symptoms of a midlife uh, crisis. Um mm-hmm. no I, I I don't think I have much more to add than what you said. Um I think well time will tell, right? Maybe there'll be a huge midlife crisis for me in 5 years, who knows. Um yeah. But, but maintaining the, the clear picture of the higher horizon, I think that is, that is what it's all about. And, and I would say, without having extensive knowledge of what a midlife crisis would look like, I would assume that there is um, a misalignment with where you are and what you actually want to get out of life um yeah. and of course that comes back to just what you described the higher horizons mm-hmm. i think especially for me the the areas of focus and accountability uh, mm-hmm. having that horizon two mapped out uh, figuring out the standards and then you know figuring out so where do we actually want to be in yeah 12 to 24 months three to five years looking mm-hmm. into the future and trying to to align them um i think that is that that is what is needed and then yeah i'd be curious to to hear perhaps if there was less of a significant midlife crisis uh, for GTDs than the others. I don't know if that is the, the case, but I would imagine so, because there would be more, more clarity, at least on the higher horizons. And if there's something yeah. that you don't like, well, what's the next action? How are we going to fix mm. that? Right.
0: I think that the midlife crisis comes from the surprise, um, the surprise epiphany that comes to you that I am getting older. Uh, Where am I? Am I happy where I am? Um, um, There is a a song that eludes me now, but I'll find it and put it in the um, in the show notes, or uh, so we can use that. um, Which happens on? It is all about how did I get here? Uh, Hmm. And and suddenly realization that uh, is this my house? Is this my? Wife, is this my car? Is this my ki- are these my kids? Is this all <laughs> what life is all about? Uh, uh, you know, and uh, and then then I'll die. Uh, and, oh, I need to do something, and that 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 I think is the crisis, maybe at least um, for um, at, in popular um, fiction <laughs> or popular (laughs) uh, um, uh, understanding of it I don't know but if that uh, I and I think that can be avoided if you take the time to do the horizons of focus uh, thinking before you are hitting that landmark of your life because you have already thought about that so why am I here what's my values what's my Mm -hmm. principles and when you get in touch a lot of people that I do in my coachings where I do my my horizons of focus I call it horizons of focus analysis which is just a me asking questions helping the person that are going through the coaching to think about what is important and uh, you know there's a model for just birthing that into paper or into a word document and when I when I do that I I, I feel the 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 emotions for what is important for them flowing very quickly so so and um, with some honourable um, uh, what we call outliers out there uh, <laughs> most people that I'm coaching uh, are going to uh, are ending up with family is important my children is important my my um, near relatives is uh, the most important things around me and just to just to Get back to those roots um, during uh, a time of life where you actually can do something about that and prepare yourself for your own own uh, old life if you want. It's important. You have to align yourself to, to your values. Mm. If you're not aligning yourself to your values, you're living somebody else's life. And who wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so figure yeah. out where you want to go and go there. <laughs> and uh, and and the framework of getting things done on the horizons of focus model can help you figure that out
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and I think if we focused on the so he says midlife crisis slash existential crisis, and I think yeah. with any crisis I think you lean you, you fall back on your horizons of focus and and the higher horizons mm-hmm. um, i think with the with the challenges that that we've seen in the past uh six nine months now in the in the company um i I really frequently revisit the horizons of focus for the company, yeah. and really revisit those and adjust them as needed. But also, you know, keep the inspiration and and uh, and, and focus on the goals and what we're trying to achieve. So, mm. back to the higher horizons. Hopefully, the yeah. clarity there is something that helps in these uh, crises, as, well, crises, whether it's uh, one one or the other.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, We are probably going to say that this is going to be the shortest episode for a long time, but we are at uh, (laughs) 30 uh, 30 odd some minutes. But uh, I think we've um, ended our listener questions episode. Do you agree?
1: I certainly do. Thanks so much to Jimmy. Thanks to Hauke. Thanks to you for sending in their questions. Hopefully our responses were helpful. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, be sure to send them to us, podcast at vitallearning.dk. Um, we'll put them in the list and we will, I promise you we'll get to them because we, at least we always have for the past almost five years now on the podcast. We, uh, we have gotten all of the questions. I think mean, if we missed one, be sure to send me an email Uh, or Morton, whoever you prefer (laughs) to (laughs) send let us know i don't think we missed any so uh keep Mm. them coming it's a lot of fun to do these episodes and um, we we continue to get really good feedback on these because it sort of reflects challenges that many people people face so this is the like i said 15th episode of listener questions so we've we've covered uh, quite a few questions over the years
0: we have and and uh, uh, the, don't go and subscribe to Lars's uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> subscribe to mine because he's winning. He has way too many <laughs> subscribers. I have just a few. Uh,
1: you have the, the the numbers from, from Norway and the audio downloads. I will take the ones on, on YouTube. It's because on YouTube, yeah. I haven't told you this, but I actually upscale to 4K and uh, and it's in 3D on my channel. So um, ah. be sure to subscribe to, to my channel. So that, that, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you didn't know this. you're so full of something i will not use that word
0: like <laughs> good 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 okay um but do like and subscribe and um, if you want to help the podcast if we help you um uh, give us a like give us a, a five star rating somewhere you listening to this if you can it, it helps the discoverability of the podcast and um yeah and Lars, you will take us out as normal i'm sure you will mention just what i just mentioned But
1: <laughs> no, you covered your part already uh, yep. i also covered part of my part already which is gtdsummercamp.com won't mm. reiterate that one now but a quick reminder for you to head on over to vitallearning.com EU, find your way to the local country websites, learn more about the different offerings that we have. Want to learn GTD in a seminar, coaching from Martin Normay or one of the other coaches in the uh, region? You'll find everything on that website. If you're outside the Nordics, head on over to cruciallearning.com to find your local partners.
0: Indeed. And until next time, please stay safe and stay productive.
1: Bye bye, all. Bye, everyone.